I'm Mary Beth, born and raised in beautiful Scarborough, Ontario, Canada. And I'm Jazzy, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Holo Holo podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. We are both podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. Welcome to our taste test episode where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet, and then we'll tell you what we think. On this episode of the Taste Test, Jazzy goes back in the vault for April sports theme and samples again the amazing quintessential <laughs> series Friday Night Lights. Clear eyes, full hearts. I love that saying, and I'm so happy to go back in the vault for April Sports Theme Month and to have in our virtual studios our editorial feedback person, Mary Beth Badian. Thank you so much for joining us and filling in for Siggy while he's on location today. Most welcome. What a joy. Woot, woot. Woohoo. Oh, my pleasure. Listen, Friday Night Lights, mm-hmm. the most delicious show. Mm, tasty. What did it taste like? Why do you love it? Because I know you don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Tell me why. Tell you why. Okay, what it tastes like when I watch this series is that it reminds me of eating chicken pot pie. Do you like chicken pot pie? I can't remember. I love it. Mm. As much as you love chicken pot pie, I love chicken pot pie and Friday Night Lights. And to me, it feels like an American classic. And chicken pot pie feels really creamy or tastes really creamy and rich. And I think Friday Night Lights, similarly, it's also creamy and rich in its intimate storytelling. Mm. And for those of our listeners that don't know what Friday Night Lights is or was, it was created by Peter Berg and inspired by the nonfiction book of the same name. And the series takes place in this fictional town called Dillon, located in West Texas. And it has this ensemble. Texas forever. Texas forever, for sure. And it has this ensemble cast that's led by Kyle Chandler, who's known as Coach Eric Taylor and Connie Britton, Tammy Taylor or Mrs. Coach, as people start to affectionately call her. When you first take a bite into the series, I think it's easy to think that this will be classic underdog story following the local high school team. And hopefully that they win all the way or go all the way to the state championships there in Texas. But I think what we get instead is really a rich commentary, mm. just like chicken pot pie, really on social issues like the underfunding of the education system, the effect of the war on Iraq at home, alcoholism, and mm. even kind of, if you will, the lucrative industrial complex around athletic scholarship. And then finally, like a commentary on rural and small town life. You know, I know listeners, you you may not know this, but MB, huge fan. And in fact, she was the one that turned me on to Friday Night Lights. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just going to say, I don't know if if I've missed anything there in terms of of the series or what you might add to the series. But certainly it is creamy and rich, just like chicken pot pie. I think it's, I agree with you. And I think that there's something so unexpected about it. And we're using the metaphor of chicken pot pie my favorite chicken pot pie is this curried chicken pot pie mm. that you get at St. Lawrence Market mm. so it's like comforting and yet surprising 
And, yeah. and also the feeling of like when I was turned on to this series in after the fact in 2013, actually, because mm-hmm. one of my dearest friends, Julia Letterer, was watching it while we were creating this show for teenagers. And she's like, you need to watch the show because you will really remember the mindset of what it's like to be a teenager. Yeah. And more so than that, like, I was like, no way, I'm not going to watch an American football show of all mm-hmm. things. It seems like the most counterintuitive thing in the world for yeah. me to watch. Yeah. From go. From go. It just sucked me in. The writing is brilliant. Most specifically, what I resonated with was the beautiful parental and marriage relationship of Honey Britton and Kyle Chandler. Mm, as me coach too. And, and coach's wife. I don't know if we feel like that she, she also works at the school. Mm-hmm. Is, is she that in the first season? I forget if she's the counselor in the first season. No, she becomes the counselor, I think, in the second season or towards the end of the first season. Yeah. And when we get into that first season, what we discover is that Coach Taylor comes to Dylan and is the new football coach in town. And so yes. Mrs. Coach is just getting stuff started. And as she's yeah. getting stuff started, you know, she later finds a job at the local high school or the only high school in Dylan. Where she, as you say, becomes the guidance counselor, the guidance teacher. Not the only high school, because there's East Dillon. Oh, right. I forgot about East Dillon. Yes, that's right. Which is the genius of the show. They complete, it goes five seasons. Mm -hmm. They just blow it up and completely restart in season four and move him to East Dillon with a whole new cast. Yeah. And you're like, this should be like a death sentence to a series. Right. And I venture to say that that series got even better season four and season five. Yeah, it actually created even more interesting dilemmas for them to get out of or to to figure their way through. And again, all along the way, making some important social commentary on some stuff. Yeah. So tell me, was it worth the pop culture calories to revisit Uh, the show? Completely. Just as you had said, you know, it has drawn me into a marathon rabbit hole when I watch this. Like, I can't just watch one episode. I end up gobbling five or six at a time. And then it's like, oh, I have to burn through this together. Just as much as you say, like, it kind of catches you. You find it comforting, but then it's surprising. And then you want to just stay with it for exactly the same reasons that you said, like the characters are so endearing. And again, me too. Love, love, love Coach Taylor and Mrs. Coach. I love how they parent together. And I think particularly for me, the character that I find most interesting is Matt Sorensen, played by Zach. QB1. Yes, QB1, right? And <laughs> and he's, for those of you that don't know, he's played by Zach Guilford. And I find him interesting because he has this rise to becoming the star quarterback in a town that's really obsessed with football, you know, and it's surprising too, MB, because people that watch this, I hear the same things that you say, which is, is that if they're not into football, they're suddenly into it because the, the storytelling is so well done that you can't help but then be invested in this team making its rise. And so the struggles that Matt faces is, is that he's unexpected to become this quarterback because, uh, what's his name again? Jason Street. And because he got injured, you know, Matt then has to kind of take his place. And then behind the scenes, you know, his grandmother, he has to take care of his grandmother. And Matt also struggles to make things work at home while his father's deployed in the war in Iraq at the same time. Just interesting, right? Like, and I think we typically think that teenagers only have school to be concerned about. 
but no, no, mm-hmm. he's dealing with elder care and, you know, an absent father and then having to be the parent of the household or the person that runs the household. And so mm-hmm. it really incredible, like really incredible story of adversity and trying to be cool under fire or, or have grace under pressure, which I think is a common theme in a lot of sports storytelling. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I'm really going to, I had plans for today, but I think I need to cancel them because I'm going to binge watch the show again. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So what does it remind you of for the pop culture buffet? Yeah, I think initially when I got into the series, no, I thought, oh, this is going to be like Hoosiers. So it certainly reminds me of that. But towards the end of the TV series, the drama feels a little bit like One Tree Hill to me, mm-hmm. except it focuses, One Tree Hill focuses on basketball in a small town as opposed to, of course, Friday Night Lights football in a small town. But I'll also say that it's reminiscent of the OC in terms <laughs> in terms of how it makes all these social commentaries, especially with the OC making social commentaries on the elite rich living in California. I mean, quite different in the sense that the Friday Night Lights is really looking at sp- small town rural living and what that's like. But there's something about kind of the dusty sets of Dylan. And I just remember researching this before thinking, why does it feel so gritty? And it feels so gritty because they actually filmed it in a small town in Texas at the time. So it's got this kind of cinema verite feel. And so it sometimes reminds me of like Brokeback Mountain and how authentic that felt. Mm. Just as much as Brokeback Mountain was about sheep ranching, Friday Night Lights, like you really got the sense of what a small town in dusty West Texas felt like. And there was something unique about that. And I think that that's what's sometimes great about this kind of specific storytelling that you discover a unique and different world, just like what you're saying, surprising that to come out on the other end, that there's like shared universal themes that we can all relate to. So that's kind of what it reminds me on the pop culture buffet, a couple of intersections of some of these things that I've just mentioned. I agree with you in terms of its ruralness. As you know, I think your listeners know too, I'm a playwright. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the work that I've done in my career has had a formidable experience in rural Ontario Mm -hmm. with a theater company that specializes in rural stories. And from the outset, when I started my relationship with them, I was like, what the hell am I doing here? I'm a Mm. born and raised girl from Scarborough. I have no relationship to this landscape. But actually, that relationship, as well as Friday Night Lights, reminds you that we are intrinsically connected to rural stories in Canada in North America. And particularly, I feel that it's so timely right now because there's such a divide and we're so fast to dismiss an us versus them situation. Mm-hmm. And it's like really the kind of storytelling in Friday Night Lights makes you just understand and empathize and feel that long storytelling, its investment in the community, at the mm-hmm. landscape, just really creates a feeling that you know them, and that you care for them, and you have compassion. Totally. <laughs> we need more than ever. For sure. Oh. For sure. Oh. Uh, Josie, what do you appreciate most about Friday Night Light? I think I've said it before. I think it's it's worth saying again, and you've said it. It's a commentary on the, the social issues, but the one story that I so appreciate and so love is the parenting of Coach Taylor and Mrs. Coach. Their parenting of the team, as well as the teens or the teenagers in Dillon, Texas, 
actually reminds me of the conversation that you and I had years ago. And I, I can't even remember the coffee shop, you know, where we had it. And I remember I was just telling you about kind of the difficult caring labor that Michael and I were providing in our jobs. Mm. And you made me weep. And these tears were actually really important tears because, you know, they weren't tears of sadness. They were just tears of joy that someone recognizes the work, you know, that we provide. And you had said to us, and I'll never forget this, is that you see us parenting the world, you know? And so when I see Mrs. Coach and Coach Taylor doing what they're doing throughout the entire series, it's like, oh my God, they're parenting the world. Like they're parenting the world. And it's like, oh, we need more Coach Taylors and Mrs. Coach. Kind of like what you're saying that in as much- Jesse's and Michael's. Yeah, I guess so, right? I love that story. I love that story. And it just shows you that a parent really means being involved in a child's life. It's not necessarily always through blood or adoption. It could be through a commitment like that. Coach Taylor, Mrs. Coach have. And so in any event, I love that story. I love that story because I can personally relate to it. I can personally relate to it. And I know Michael loves Connie Britton playing Mrs. Coach. He totally identifies with her. Michael will always cast me as Coach Taylor in all of that. But he's like, I'm totally Mrs. Coach. I'm totally Mrs. Coach. And that's exactly (laughs) it. That's exactly it. So that's what I appreciate the most about that is that story, just as much as you mentioned it at the top of the episode. I think I know the answer to this, but... Would you sample it again? (laughs) Mm, Most definitely, especially when I need to remind myself of the importance of not letting wisdom be wasted on myself. What I mean by that is that parenting is hard, right? And being involved in children's life is hard. And sometimes you just need to know that there's goodness there. And I think that that show totally reminds me of it. So, of course, that's why I would sample it again over and over and over again. What folks do you think you would recommend this show to? I think anyone that loves Nashville and Connie Britton would certainly love this. But I would also say anyone that wants a slice of life storytelling that's different from the world that you know, I think that this is a gem of a series to take in to your pop culture buffet, if you will. So Mm -hmm. that's who I'd recommend this to. I would also say, I think we haven't touched on it enough, or we didn't mention it, is that Anyone who's a fan of Michael B. Jordan Mm. should watch this. Yes. uh, Because this was really like the launch of his career, season four, season five. Right, right. Take a look at this actor who is the East Dillon quarterback. Right. Uh, Just a gorgeous story. Oh, beautiful. Great series. Great series, right? Oh, MB, thank you so much for participating in this taste test and filling in for Sigs while he's on location. I'm so glad that we get to have this time together and I'm sure it's probably going to sink you down a marathon rabbit hole now yeah. <laughs> after we after we finish taping. So thanks for, for doing this. So MB, that takes us to the end and I think you should take us out. Well, with pleasure. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, and suggestions for future topics on Holo Holo, email us at holoholopopculture at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at Pop, and on Insta at Culture. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from our very own Mary Beth Badian, who's on today's episode. <laughs> and our musical theme is by Chelteringen. <laughs> we'll see all of you guys again real soon. 